Hello, welcome back to the Simply Country podcast. My name is Lauren, and today we are going to be talking with someone very special. Her name is Pam, and we can't wait to hear more about her operation. So say hello to Miss Pam. Hey guys, I'm Pam. Um, I'm known on Instagram as cranberry.pam, and I know I do, I show all things cranberry over there, and I, that's pretty much what I do. I do everything cranberry. Um, so I started when I was pretty young. My mom actually started a cranberry consulting business in 1991 when I was a little girl. So I grew up with her helping cranberry growers my whole life. And I ended up going to college for horticulture, tried a few things and the cranberries just kept bringing me back. So I joined her business shortly after. Wow. That is so cool that it has been a family run business. How did your mom originally get involved? Yeah. So we we're okay. So we are in central Wisconsin, first of all, and we were dairy farmers. My parents are dairy farmers. And in the nineties, uh, prices are just, you know, we're in the down and to help like get through those times, my mom took a job working for ocean spray cranberries as a crop scout and a research assistant. So she did that for about 10 years and then um, she's really good at it. And some of the growers were like, why are you working for them? You should just do this yourself. And so she's like, okay. And she gave it a try and has just been growing ever since. And yeah, so what she, what the business is called is Ladybug IPM and it's integrated pest management. So we do insects, weeds, disease, and um, plant health during the growing season. Wow, that's a lot involved in it. That's really cool. So for someone who doesn't know how cranberries are grown, that would be me. And uh, at the very and before you started harvesting, I because I found you off of Instagram and I had no idea that that's what it looked like when it was harvesting season and just kind of where cranberries grow. So can you paint a picture for our audience so we know kind of what we're getting into? Yes, definitely. So cranberries are a perennial crop, which means they grow year after year. And they grow on low-lying woody vines, so like tiny itty-bitty trees. And um, the biggest misconception in our industry or for consumers or people not in our industry is that they grow in water, which is not true. Um, they grow in well-drained sandy soil. So during the growing season, I'm out there walk, like walking on top of these little trees, making sure they all look good. But then um, once it gets closer to harvest, that's when we'll start bringing the water in and raising um, the berries up away from those little trees and then coming in with the harvest equipment. And then because they're hollow, they float. So we use water to kind of corral them to one corner and pick them out of the bed. Wow. <laughs> That's so interesting. So how do you, can you elaborate, like how do you bring in the water when you, if I'm picturing like an orchard when you're talking about trees and then you're bringing in water, what does that look like? Yeah, so that's another thing I get a lot on my page, my Instagram page is like, whoa, that's a lot of water. Like, um, where's this coming from? How can you do this? Because so many parts of the world, there is no water. Yeah. But Wisconsin, um, we can thank the glaciers for this we have a ton of water it's a it's a 
abundant resource here. So the growers have reservoirs or large ponds that are just adjacent to their to their beds. We call them beds. And um, so through a series of ditches, tubes, and pumps, they can move the water onto the beds, like through a bulkhead or a culvert. And then when they're done, they can, um, all the water's returned back to that reservoir. Interesting, that's so cool. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. That is, um, I hope that paints a a great picture for you guys of what that looks like if you're listening. So, um, wow. Okay, so, and is it still family run? Is is it still involved in your whole family? Yeah, so it's only my mom and I that um, run the the consulting business. Uh And that part of it is just seasonal. So that's May through August. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of go out on my own and do some, um, consulting through the harvest season. So first I'll move into um, food safety and then I'll go into quality control, quality assurance. And then after that, we do a bunch of um, nutrient management, education pieces. But yeah, it's been mom since 1991 and I'm slowly, and we're gonna be working on the transition. She's. She's never going to really retire, but I think on paper she has to. (laughs) There you go. That makes sense. I know if it's something you love, it's something that you don't usually want to retire from, right? (laughs) No, she'll always be involved somehow. Exactly. That's pretty cool that you get to be able to have such a hands-on environment with your mom. Um, So, okay, let me ask you now when it comes to getting involved in like the horticulture part of it and um the consulting why cranberries like what what drew you to the cranberries i mean you can be a consultant for a lot of different things why 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 cranberries yeah so um when i did have my degree in horticulture i was really interested in um plant breeding actually i did two internships and then i did like a work study for three years just working with uh plant breeders and I really like that. It's really interesting. But um, what kind of made me decide not to go into plant breeding was that my interest was in um, like fruit crops. So it, it's a really long process. Like you can spend your entire career and release one new variety or one new like apple or uh-huh. cranberry. So <laughs> to me, that was like exhausting. <laughs> but um, with cranberries, I... I grew up uh, surrounded by cranberries in central Wisconsin. There are cranberries. Wood County is actually where I grew up, and that's the um, largest producer of cranberries in Wisconsin. And um, yeah, it just felt like home. These growers, I was out there in high school. They kind of watched me grow up. So just to come back and do that and to have kind of that instant gratification, like you go, you find something, you tell them what to do about it. And you know, there's there's pro- there's a problem and a solution, yeah, all right there. And it's not going to take me 25 years to <laughs> have a result. Sure. But um, really, just it felt like home. Going uh, coming back home and working with my mom and seeing all my all the growers and their families. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So how Anna, what's your workload? How many people do you work with on a regular basis when it comes to like during during the season? Yeah, so during the season, we have quite a few growers. We also employ about 10 to 12 high school or college students, and they come along. Um, We have different teams, uh, 
So we have different cars that go out and in the cars are a couple, either a high school or college age student, and they'll come out and help us um, go. And then into the harvest season, I'm overseeing about four different labs and these labs are receiving. So after the grower harvests the fruit, they bring it to these labs or to these um, receiving stations. So um, that's quite a few people too, like hundreds. Wow. <laughs> and I just get to see them and it takes so many people to um, get those cranberries, uh, get the cranberries separated from the leaves and then into bins and out to the processor. Um, so many moving components. Yeah, so many different pieces to the puzzle in order to get it to a product that the, the, the consumer consumes. Right. So are you ever looking for internships? Are you looking for, uh, you know, after if they come, if your people come back from high school, are they, if you're ever looking for other people, is there a way for someone who's local listening to this would be able to reach out to you? Definitely can find me on Instagram or, um, yeah, we can, yeah, Instagram's probably the best like general way. And then we can connect. We do offer internships. We've, um, my mom had it counted once how many people she's trained and it was well over a hundred people like over her career. Yeah. But we, yeah, we have, we have interns and a lot of the um, students that work for us come back. So we have some that have been working for us like five, six years already, all wow. high school, all college. So um, they truly like it. They, some of the things they say is just, they like being outside. They like, and they're not all necessarily horticulture. Um, we have some teachers, some biology teachers. Um, we have nurses, like people that were going to school to be nurses. Um, I have a laboratory science girl that re- really helped me this year when we were raising nematodes wow. <laughs> under the microscope. So all different kinds of um, students, but I think just spending a summer or two or six <laughs> working <laughs> It's just a really um, valuable experience. That yeah, that I think that makes a huge difference having all that hands-on. And I know um, also you had mentioned earlier about the Cranberry Learning Project, which is a, pr- a project that promotes agriculture within classrooms and whatnot. Do you have um, some re- where people can get more information about that? If so, I am a former teacher, so I'm always like, how do I get <laughs> people to you know come to my classroom or virtual field trips these days is there lesson plans that we can access yes so um after a season i well it started a couple years ago my friend heidi and i received a grant to develop these plans and so there are lesson plans for elementary age um, students and it's designed for traditional and non-traditional students so like after school activities ymca fall festivals, things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right now it's linked in my bio on um, cranberry.pam and Instagram, but we literally have a meeting next week with our, um, with a website designer who's been working on a website for us. So that should be out very soon. Just, um, and I'll link it in on Instagram. Um, and there is a Facebook page, the Cranberry Steam Learning Project. So there are some uh, plans on there. And then Wisconsin Egg and Classroom website also has all of our plans listed on there and it's completely free. They're PDFs, so you just print them off. And most of them just involve like cranberries and toothpicks and very simple experiments. And, you know, do they sink? Do they float? Um, 
coloring sheets. So from the very young, young learners up to about fifth grade. Okay. Wow. So did you develop all of this on your own with Heidi? Yes. So we, um, so Heidi Slinkman, um, she's, she's on Instagram as, um, ask, ask me about cranberries. (laughs) (laughs) She's a cranberry grower in Warren's. So she has a lot of, um, that experience or in Cranmore, sorry, in Cranmore. And so we worked together, her and I, and we worked with a bunch of educators. So our first year we worked with teachers very closely, like, what do you, what are your needs? Um, and that's where the Farm Bureau came in with the egg in the classroom. Like there was a need for more cranberry resources there. So, um, and actually the funding, the first round of grants came from proceeds from the Farm Technology Days. So we had a really um, great exhibit there that Heidi was more involved in than I was because it was in the middle of my busy season, but they actually dug a huge hole in the middle of an alfalfa field and lined it, filled it with water, put cranberries in it. So that was at Farm Technology Days, and it was it was a huge hit. Um, people, farmers, and everybody that came through learned so much. And there was just it was just this um, momentum we wanted to keep going. Like, wow, people want to know more about cranberries. Let's start with the youngest and go from there. Right. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. You have your fingers in so many different avenues. <laughs> And they all revolve around cranberries, so that makes sense why your name is cranberry.pam. <laughs> That's exactly. pretty cool. So what kind of advice would you give to someone who was looking to get into some avenue of agriculture, whether it be growing, um, consulting? What kind of advice do you have? Yeah. Um, if you're younger, if you're high school, college age, I would try to find, even if it's just a job shadow, job shadow, a summer job or um, internship, anything like that. If you can get your feet wet early on, that's gonna help you later. Um, when I was in high school, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to go to college for. I knew I liked plants. I didn't know if I should go for agronomy, for forestry, for horticulture. Like I didn't know until I did some job shadowing. And that's where I job shadow a horticulturalist and he's like, cranberries are a horticultural crop. You should go for horticulture. And that kind of gave me some direction, but it's just meeting one person in those different um, experiences that um, can set you on the right path. Definitely, that makes a lot of sense. So where would you recommend to someone who would be a younger person? How do they get in contact with those people to job shadow? Where where did you find those types of people? Yeah, so luckily my high school kind of it was a requirement so we had to do that and the horticulturalist was in my industry but i know um on instagram if you are well you don't even have to be a woman but the women and egg page is a huge um page where a lot of people can of different areas in agriculture are and we feed they feature um different women every week so you can see different types of agriculture and they're usually really receptive if you reach out to them like hey i'm really interested in your um cranberries like uh how can i learn more and they're gonna they're gonna lead you lead you in the right place hey that makes a lot of sense and it's amazing how social media you know your internet sites 
brings so much connection. So really you can just hashtag something like Oklahoma Farms, Wisconsin Farms, and you can just figure out which kind of farms and ranches are nearby you and make a huge difference in making those connections. So that makes a lot of sense. Awesome. And okay, well, so Pam, is there something else that you would like to share that maybe I haven't asked you about that you think would be helpful for our listeners to learn about cranberries and, or you? I guess um, a lot of people are, are nervous to try cranberries because they're so tart, uh, raw, but I say don't be afraid to try them. There's so many ways to use cranberries. Um, I have plan on sharing a lot of recipes and different ways to like enjoy them and their health benefits and things like that. So don't like think you have to eat them raw to um, to enjoy cranberries or get the health benefits. There's so many ways. So be open-minded, um, give it a try and yeah, just go right in. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I've loved about your page is um, you've done a lot more of like those carousels where you can swipe through and look at all the benefits for cranberries and how are they grown and um, all of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of information out there, like you said, that all of the antioxidants that really are helpful for your body. And like I, I mean, cranberries are coming up as a lot of people use them as a jam <laughs> for the holidays. But juices, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite way that you've enjoyed cranberries? I usually eat dried cranberries in like a trail mix. Um, I really like the chocolate covered ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, I always joke, but it's true. Like I drink cranberry wine quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There you go. Oh my gosh. There's lots of different ways. I bet I'm going to be Googling a lot of them. <laughs> nice. Well, very nice. Well, thank you so much, Pam, for joining us today and talking with us all things cranberries. I think we are so invested in touching on your lesson plans and getting those out there to other teachers and educators so they can utilize them. I know we're all just trying to get more involved in agriculture and how the benefits for it. And then also about how this is another resource for people to be able to get involved in an agriculture field and being able to have an outdoor um, job career that is just so beneficial and so thank you so much for sharing all of that I appreciate it really a lifestyle yes. and um, if you are an educator and you are interested in these plans we have a lot of grower sponsors too so for example I get um, donations of fresh berries already in their packages and I just picked up um, some fresh or some sweet and dry berries and individual little um, two four ounce packages and if you are interested but maybe don't have um, the finances or you don't know where to get uh, cranberries or sweet and dried just reach out to me because we have these sponsors that we can just ship them out to you oh (laughs) wow oh my gosh that's perfect okay so cranberry.pam is where people can do all of that type of items right yeah yeah just message me on there i do have a little link um, to the to the uh, in the classroom website um, in my profile, and hopefully very soon we'll have our website link there. But um, where ho- hopefully down the road we can there'll be a place for other people to sponsor, or if you need your classroom sponsored, um, you can just click on there, and it'll be a lot easier. But for now, just reach out to me, and we can make sure you have some cranberries if you want them. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. <laughs>